Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about what's best for you, shifting structures, and we're coming from the book of Esther, chapter 8. So grab your journals. I know y'all probably like, girl, where you been all week? (laughs) But y'all, I came back out of town for Martin Luther King weekend and my laptop was broke. Like the screen is cracked. So all week I've been trying to get it fixed. I had to wait until I had an appointment with Apple. And then I went to Apple yesterday and they're like, it's like $600 to get your screen fixed. And I'm like, it's $1,200 for a new computer. So it only makes sense for me to get a new computer. Today and tomorrow, I'm going to be like looking online and seeing which new laptop I want or whether I want the Mac desktop. But regardless, I have to get a new computer because my screen is cracked. So that's where I've been, y'all. But we are back and we're continuing our Esther series. We're in the book of Esther chapter 8. And today we're talking about what's best for you, shifting structures. And the first thing that God allowed to stand out to me in Esther chapter 8 was Esther chapter 8 verse 1 at the end. It literally says, for Esther had told how he was related to her. So this is talking about how Esther eventually was able to tell the king how Mordecai was related to her. And what God showed me is that there is a season for everything to be said or spoken. But when it comes to shifting structures, you have to be able to speak slowly. When God has called you to shift an environment or to shift a family or to shift a business, it's specific instructions that comes with that shifting that's required for that shift. And see, the problem with us is a lot of times we like to speak and we like to move according to our own understanding, according to the timeline that we think things should be said or that things should happen. But the first thing that God allowed to stand out to me in Esther chapter eight is that shifting structures will require you to speak slowly. You can't walk into that office and be like, God about to use me to shift this place because y'all ain't running this right in. All of this about to be turned upside down. In the last episode of Esther chapter seven, we talked about God using a secret servant. And God is saying to us today, I want you to understand that what I have called you to do on this earth, you are my secret servant. That means I need you to speak when I say speak. That means I need you to be silent when I say be silent, even if you know, because when you get in a quiet place with God, he reveals different things to you. But that's not for you to reveal everything to everybody. If you want to really be used by God, you have to allow God to tell you when to move and when to be mute. So Esther was now finally all these chapters later, she's finally able to tell the king who Mordecai was. And God said, when I use you to shift structures, when I use you to shift seasons, when I use you to shift systems, when I use you to shift environments and to shift the things that used to happen in your family and to shift things in your friend group, I need you to understand that there will be a season where I will reveal some things to you. There will be a season where I want you to just process those things and keep them to yourself. And then there will be a season where I I will allow you to speak and share with other people. But in order for you to be an effective servant of mine, you have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will tell you when to speak and when to be silent. When I read verse two, it says that the king took off his ring, which he had reclaimed from Haman, and he presented it to Mordecai. And God allowed me to see how the beginning of Esther started off with things not working or not looking like they favored Esther and Mordecai. And now we're in verse eight. And not only is Esther able to tell the king who Mordecai is, but the king has given Mordecai the ring that he had once given to Haman. And God showed me how at the beginning, things did not look like they favored Esther 
Esther and Mordecai, but now in the end, it's a shift of structure. Now in the end, it's a shift of seasons. Now in the end, it's a shift of status. And God is saying today, do not allow the beginning to make you doubt the word or the promise that I have spoken over your life. Do not allow what it looks like in the beginning to make you doubt the purpose that I have shared with you. Do not allow what it looks like in the beginning to make you doubt what I'm going to do for you. Because in the beginning of Esther's story, she had to keep it from everybody that she was a Jew. She had to keep it from everybody who Mordecai was to her. And now we're in chapter eight and Esther has told the king who Mordecai is. And now the king is honoring Mordecai. Which leads me to the second thing that God showed me in Esther chapter 8, which is shifting structures will also shift your seats. Because Mordecai was the same man that was crying in front of the gates and ripping off his clothes because there was a decree out to kill all of the Jews and he was worried about his life. But now when we continue to read Esther chapter 8, it talks about how Mordecai is basically the new Haman. Mordecai has taken Haman's place and everything that the king once gave to Haman, he's now given to Mordecai. The same Mordecai that was outside crying, the same Mordecai that was ripping off his clothes. You telling me the girl that we didn't think would get the job is not running the job? You telling me the person who we didn't think could have a successful business is not making six figures you telling me the family member who dropped out of school and nobody thought they would be successful is not paying the family's bills you telling me the business that looked like it didn't get any views any traffic is now overflowing in abundance and has so much that she has to hire new employees you telling me the child that they counted out is now the child that's preaching and teaching god's word you telling me the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone you telling me the one that they talked about and that they rejected they now calling to because they need a helping hand you telling me the one that felt like she was the least is now actually receiving the most because God had favor on her life? You telling me when I didn't feel like I was good enough, God is actually showing me that I'm more than enough through him? Shifting structures will shift your seat accordingly because Mordecai went from crying in front of the gates to being the king's right-hand man. And God is saying today, I don't want you to allow what you see in this season to make you doubt what I said because regardless of how low you look right now I'm still gonna deliver on what I told you I was gonna do my word still stands my promise still stands your life is still in my hand regardless of how it looks when I was reading this God allowed me to see that he loves for major shifts to happen when God does a shift when God does a miracle when God moves in somebody's life he likes to he he kind of extra like he liked to make a big deal it was a big deal that Mordecai went from the man being outside crying in front of the gate to the man on the right hand side of the king if somebody like Haman or another guard that already worked in the palace was on the right hand side of the king it really wouldn't be a flex for real it really wouldn't be that big of a deal because human mind or our fleshly mind can figure out how that happened oh you already worked for the king so then he just promoted you and that's why you're his right hand man and oh your father worked for the king so it makes sense that you're now his right hand man but God likes to do miracles and God likes to do major shifts that does not make sense so you mean to tell me Mordecai the man who wasn't even in the palace is now the right hand man of the king God likes to do things that have people to say how did that happen I can't even figure out how those dots connect I can't even figure out how that shift makes sense and God says that was my whole plan that was my point I don't want you to be able to figure it out I don't want you to be able to figure out how a Jew like Mordecai could now be the right hand man of the king when it was a decree set out to kill all the Jews God says when I do shifts I don't want you to be able to figure out how I shifted it just know I did it
the last thing that God allowed to stand out to me, and this was the cherry on top for me, was Esther 8 and verse 8. And this is the king talking. He's talking to Esther and Mordecai. He said, now write another decree in the king's name in behalf of the Jews as seems best to you and seal it with the king's signet ring for no decree written in the king's name and sealed with his ring can be revoked. You mean to tell me Esther and Mordecai, the Jews who it looked like would not even be able to be in the palace, would not be even be able to be next to the king. They had to keep it a secret that they were even Jews. You mean to tell me these stones that the builders rejected? You mean to tell me the least likely? You mean to tell me the ones that was counted out? You mean to tell me the ones who it looks like nothing was working in their favor? They're now writing the decree and the king says, write what's best for you and sign it in my name. What Whatever is best for you, sign it in my name and say it. I said, and then he said, because what's signed in my name cannot be revoked. Whatever you say, whatever you decide is best, write it down in a decree and put my name on it because it will not be remote. Talk about going from the least to the most. And what I also love about Esther chapter eight is that it says all of the Jews celebrated because of course, Mordecai is a Jew. Esther is a Jew. And now they're writing a decree in the king's name. And he said, write what's best for you. So of course, what's best for them is what's best for the other Jews. So the other Jews got to celebrate as well. And what God showed me is God said, what I'm doing through your life is going to cause a shift to everybody that's connected to you. I need you to understand that I'm doing something that's bigger than you and what I'm calling for forth in your life and what I'm using you to shift is going to be a permanent shift and when you make that shift happen and when you make that change happen you're going to do it in my name you're going to do it in the king's name and when it's done in my name it will not be revoked and everyone that's attached to you will celebrate because you are the curse breaker because you are the servant that I'm sending in the silent servant that I'm sending in to shift systems and shift the way things has normally been done and shift the way business has normally been done and shift the way people think about this system and shift the way people think about this culture God says what I'm calling you to do is so much more bigger than you I'm just using you as my vessel but I need you to understand how it works when I call you to shift structures because it may require you to be silent for a season but understand that even while you're being silent I'm gonna still be shifting your seat even though you may have a season where you're crying in front of the gate you're ripping off your clothes because you think there's a decree out to kill you my word still stands even in that season I need you to know my word still stands because at my perfect time and I'm gonna shift your seats and you'll go from outside of the gate to in the gate in the best seat in the house next to the king which is me God said the shift that I'm calling forth in your life is a permanent shift and it's going to affect everyone attached to you for the good. There will be a celebration to celebrate the work that I have done through you. God said what I'm using you to create is a permanent change and that's why it feels so heavy. That's why it's taking so long. That's why it feels so hard. That's why it feels like you're the only one that get it because you are because you're the one I'm called to shift the structure because you're the one I'm called to birth the change because you're the one I'm going to use to write the new decree and I'm going to allow you to sign it in my name and it won't be revoked or changed but everybody connected to you will receive the fruit of what you produced. God is literally using you to rewrite the way that things have been.
But my question for you today is, can you withstand while God shifts the structure of how things normally go? Because as you move forward in 2024, you're not going to be able to lean on your own understanding because what God is doing in your life, it's not meant for it to make sense. Because if it makes sense, then man can take credit for it. So God is going to do such a major shift in your life that it does not make sense. And the only thing you're going to have to stand on, the only thing you're going to have to look forward to is his word. So can you withstand? Stand while God shifts the structure of how things normally go because God has created you to interrupt the flow interrupt the flow of how things have been going for years and years and years there's so much that needs to be fixed in this world and God says that's why I have you here I have vessels that I've called to fix and shift different structures but can you stand on my word even when you don't see how it's going to be done and just trust in the fact that I've called you, Mordecai, to interrupt the flow. And that's today's seed. Interrupt the flow. Because Father God, I understand that what you have created me to do on this earth, there's a reason why there's breath in my body. There's a reason why I'm breathing. So I understand the purpose and the plan that you have for my presence here on this earth. I'm not going to be able to walk into it by leaning on my own understanding. So I'm just going to rest in the fact that I was created to interrupt the flow. I'm just going to stand on the fact that I was created to interrupt the flow. And I'm not going to allow how the flow normally goes to cause me to waver or doubt what you said because I understand that I can't look to the flow that I was created to interrupt. How I'm going to look to a system that I was created to shift. How I'm going to look to an industry that I'm created to invade. How I'm going to look to a generation that I'm created to break the curse on. I have to look to my father because I understand that he created me to interrupt the flow. And I don't know how that's going to be done. And I don't need to know how that's going to be done. But I do know who has called me for such a time as this. And he's going to allow me to rewrite the way that things have been and sign it in his name. Because when it's signed in his name, it cannot and it will not be revoked. So today I sow the interrupting the flow seed because I understand that that is who and that is what God has called me to be. I'm created to interrupt the flow. I understand that interrupting the flow is a part of me activating my legacy. And you can sow the interrupting the flow seed to dollar sign the Christian Bay or PayPal Zell the Christian Bay at gmail.com. Interrupting the flow because God created me to shift a structure in whatever area or industry, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your business, your friend groups, a niche with content creating online, whatever industry or part of life God has called you to the healthcare administration, whatever part God is shifting structures and he's using his vessels to interrupt the flow and allow kingdom to invade every part of this world. Interrupting the flow seed. The information to sow that seed will be in the description. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be here today, Father God, to be on this podcast. Thank you for using me as your vessel. Father God, today I speak over every person under the sound of my voice that you allow them to see the structure that you've called them to shift, Father God. Allow them to see your plan, your will, and your vision for their life, Father God. Allow them to not be blinded by the flow that they are used to, the flow that's familiar, or the flow of what everyone else around them doing. Father God, allow them to see and 
feel their individuality, Father God. Give them your identity that you created for them to have when they were in their mother's womb, Father God. Give them the discipline and the knowledge to strip off the ways and the things of this world that tries to make them conform to what the world say they should be, Father God, and allow them to press towards their calling. Allow them to press towards your presence. Allow them to press towards your kingdom, Father God, and to realize that they are called to interrupt the flow, to realize that they are called to shift systems, to realize that they are called to break curses, to realize that they are a one of one and what you have created and called them to do has never been done before, Father God. So I pray a Matthew 633 spirit over them, Father God, that above all, they will seek first your kingdom, Father God, because in your presence is clarity, in your presence is protection, in your presence is purpose and identity, Father God. Allow us to cling towards those things so that we can stay in alignment with the will and the steps that you have ordered over our life, Father God. Allow us to be bold in your word and to be bold in our faith, Father God, that we may not sway based on what we see, but that we stand because what you said, Father God. Today we sow the interrupting the flow seed because we know that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father God. And we just want to be in alignment. We just want to be in your will. We just want to live according to your word. So today we sow, we say, and we stand on the fact that we are called to be structure shifters that interrupt the flow and allow kingdom to invade every part of this world. We love you, Father God, and we'll forever praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay TV and podcast. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.